I'm Kara. I'm Tanya. And this is The Fairer Sense. Rad women and real money stories instead of the same old financial bullshit. This week, wrapping up season one and a big old thank you. Bonus episode. End of season one. (laughs) You can't see this, but I'm doing jazz fingers. (laughs) I'll try not to dance and boogie too much over here. I make no such promise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're here at the end of season one, and I can't believe that we already did 10 real episodes and a bonus and have had some other little things. It's it's been a wild ride. It really has been. I can't believe we're wrapping up season one. It feels surreal. I'm like, no, no, we, we have so much more. And we do. Season two is definitely happening. But man, season one, you beautiful, magical thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we look back on season one after some time has passed, because I definitely feel like even just in the course of a few episodes, we have found more of, I think, our podcast voice. And even though you and I have both been blogging for a while, we have those voices, but like finding our our footing here and finding the flow that feels right and how we relate to each other, I think in a podcast format, even though we were friends before this, has all been just really good. And I think if you listen just to a couple episodes, it really does get better very quickly, which I'm really proud of. But I bet, you know, we're going to look back at this in a couple seasons and be like, oh, cute little season one. (laughs) Yeah, babies. We were such babies in season one. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope. Let's aspire to that, that we're going to get that much better and look back on this and go like, okay, that was a lovely start. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. That's what my grandma always says. She's like, you have to start at the bottom and work your way up. And I have definitely done that with this podcast because when you initially approached me and said, you know, do you want to do a podcast together? I was gung ho. Yes. But I was also like, I have no skills. <laughs> like, I don't know anything <laughs> about this. I have no audio history or, or skills or um, experience. So it has definitely been a steep learning curve at times for me. Even though I have a background in radio, albeit from many years back, it is still, I I feel like I'm learning a lot every week where there are always ways to make interviews better and more engaging. And then I think our audio, even though we came into this with a commitment to having good audio quality, like I do think that that continues to improve. Not that it's perfect, but we keep finding ways to make the sound better and better so that it's a positive, pleasant listening experience for all of you guys listening. Yes, we do want this to, at its core, always be Easy listening, <laughs> which I know has a lot of uh, connotations. We do just want it to be soft on your ears. <laughs> that made that made me start like singing a Peter Cetera song in my head. <laughs> you know it, know it's meant to be. <laughs> Secretly, this is just the episode where we start our music careers. Oh my God, the world does not need that. I am happy to share my talking voice with the world, but the world does not need to hear me sing. <laughs> I've always said that I'd love to be a pop star, but I never want to go on tour. That always seems awful, (laughs) but I'd love to perform at like the Grammys. (laughs) That is super interesting. Like I am sort of surprised to know that about you, which is because like I think that you also are a person who is a little bit more private. And so I would not think of you as wanting to be in like the paparazzi stuff, but maybe you want like the old purer sense of it before your whole life was on parade. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want like Gloria Gaynor. Like yeah, style pop stardom. I don't want like 
Britney Spears or oh my gosh yeah public meltdown yeah no yeah. I like to have yeah. my psychotic meltdowns in private so yes, yes. yeah uh, and diva in the like feminist proud way not in the like oh she's hard to work with <laughs> kind of way yeah. uh-uh squash that okay so why why are we here today Kara well why are any of us here today really <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, today we are here to not only wrap up season one, but to talk about some of the lovely notes we've gotten and also to just kind of go back to the beginning to share how the Fairer Sense got started and where the Fairer Sense is going in the future. As I remember it, you, I think you emailed me, possibly you texted me, don't know how, but you reached out to me and said, do you want to start a podcast? And I said, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And a little more backstory for folks. So Kara and I are in a mastermind group. We hadn't been in the mastermind together all that long, right? Just a couple of months. But every time that we would get on, I would always feel like, man, like I just love talking with Kara and we always seem of similar minds about things, but also have different interesting perspectives because like I'm sort of at this culmination point in my financial journey and you're a little bit earlier on it. I think like what struck me in those conversations was you kept talking about the narrative that you were carrying around that you're broke. And I remember having such a visceral reaction to that because I was like, no, 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 you're not broke. You're just like at a different point in your journey. But you shouldn't let that define you. And that gave me this idea that like we could do this podcast and talk about the journey and sort of like how we can all be at different points in the journey. And that was my very like poorly developed half-assed idea <laughs> when I reached out to you. And I think your initial reaction was like, cool, but I don't totally get it, <laughs> which I'm thankful for because I think ultimately like that helped us get into a deeper discussion that made the podcast better. I remember we had a lot of talks at the beginning about what – we wanted to do with the podcast, how we wanted it to flow. We didn't pick out specific topics, but you know how we wanted to structure each episode. And we spent a lot of time going back and forth between, well, we want to share different points on the money journey. We want to shed light on stories we don't commonly hear. And we also want to really focus on the fact that we're both women and we want to bring more women-centered stories um, to the podcast. And from there, I mean, those early <laughs> recording sessions where I was still in the closet and <laughs> we would just spend, we would spend like an hour or two talking to each other and like going over a lot of things and just kind of fleshing it out. And it was great. And really, I mean, I credit the podcast we have today with working through a lot of our thoughts and half-baked ideas and some kinks early on in those hot summer months in the closet. <laughs> Just to give people perspective, and when Kara says in the closet, if you didn't listen to episode one, um, it, it doesn't mean like in an LGBT sense. <laughs> she was literally sitting in her closet in her bedroom recording to try to muffle sound. Yeah, <laughs> trying to create that budget studio sound. <laughs> yes, you do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, like just to give you a sense of what that actually means of a lot of time, we didn't launch this podcast until early November, but we were recording audio back in August. And so we did a whole bunch of like fake episode records thinking that we would use some of that stuff. But I think ultimately like there were probably some cute moments in there, but we ended up scrapping all of it because we just felt like it didn't quite capture what we wanted. And as we talked more, we realized like we really wanted this to be pretty blatantly feminist, that that was what we wanted to focus on and that 
the different places we're each in in our journey could inform the story and would certainly affect how we come at some of this stuff and affect how we see some of these things, but that this was really about women and especially as we, we thought more about it and we thought like this is something that we don't think is out there. There are lots of podcasts out there that are talking about women in empowering ways and saying like, how can you be the best you can be with your money? And we were like, yeah, that's cool. We don't need to give financial advice. Let's talk about the, the bigger issues that affect our money rather than just kind of the like you go girl stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we even had conversations around things that affect women as we were planning on talking about things that affect women, where I remember we had a conversation about interrupting. Women get interrupted all the time, um, especially by men. And we had a conversation about, oh, we, I really don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> like, I want the flow <laughs> I want the, of the podcast to be that you have a chance to speak and I have a chance to speak and we respect each other's voices and sounds, which I think you hear in the podcast. We do long stretches of talking, such as right now. And I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, but we we really came into this very deliberately wanting to to walk the walk and talk the talk of living out the experiences we have as women. I think it's it's funny because I, I think a lot of that for me had to have been colored by spending a ton of time on conference calls at that point in my life when I was still in that really intense final stretch of my career where my experience on conference calls was just constantly getting interrupted or like not being able to break in. I was living that reality every day. And so the thought of like coming into a podcast and interrupting each other, I was just like, no, <laughs> we are we are not going to replay that. We are going to have like a space where we are each respected and each get to like speak our part. And now, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't feel the interruption thing on a day-to-day basis anymore. And so like that seemed overblown, but I still think that was a really important principle for us. But it tells you, yeah, why like I'm monologuing right now and I've been talking for approximately 60 seconds. (laughs) And I'm glad we had that conversation because like we've heard from a lot of people who have listened to the show, I mean, these are conversations we're having in our regular lives. These are experiences we're having in our regular lives. And while I applaud all of those female-led podcasts out there that are telling you how to negotiate like a boss and make more money and achieve your dreams. We were really interested in just having a podcast about the experiences that we have as women around money and how that makes us feel, how that makes us act, how other people in our lives affect our decisions. And I think that we've been able to really bring that to life. Yeah, which I think really speaks a lot to how we decided to approach interviews. Like, I hope you guys have noticed and have felt this, that we don't have people on and say like, okay, tell us about your cool new project that you're doing. Like Kate was on last week and she has an amazing new book that's out, which I did plug in the intro, but like the conversation wasn't about that. And when we had Liz Thames from Frugal Woods on, Carrie, you interviewed her. Like we didn't really talk about her book either. It was a conversation about privilege. Like to us, we might have some of the people on the show who you've heard on other podcasts or who are prominent voices in the personal finance blog space. But like it's never just going to be sort of like, okay, tell us your PR talking points. It's like, let's speak to each other as women and and talk to our experiences here. But I think it's also why we've been so committed to having non-bloggers on and people who aren't like the regular fixtures in the podcast circuit, which I'm totally guilty of being myself, so no shade there. But we just wanted to have very different kinds of conversations. We definitely did, and we still do. You'll definitely get more of that in season two and season three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, season infinity. <laughs> <laughs> I think by 
like season 27, we will have effectively killed the patriarchy and we will have no more reason to do this. It's it's my goal to put ourselves out of business. Man, I would love to go lie on a beach somewhere. That'd be great. <laughs> Looking forward to season 27. <laughs> Coming soon, season 27, the end of the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Dare to dream. very first emails that we ever got was from a woman, initials MK, and she wrote us this lovely sentence. I've been fangirling about the fairer sense ever since it was announced. As someone who is in the fire community and a modern feminist fighting the patriarchy, I was excited to hear the content and it was more than I could have hoped for. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you for writing in. It's honestly one of the nicest things we've ever gotten. And it just means so much to know that the content lands because sometimes you have a great idea and your friend backs you up and is like, yeah, I'll do that with you. Sure. (laughs) And you both think it's great, but you put it out in the universe and you can't be sure that other people are going to think it's great or that it's, it's adding value. And so for that to be one of the first responses we ever got, I was just like floating on air the whole day. Totally. And can I just like pull back the curtain a little bit in terms of for folks who aren't bloggers or aren't podcasters and don't have a sense of this, like there is a really interesting difference between blogging and podcasting. Obviously, one is written, one is spoken. But when you post a blog, you tend to get a lot more in the way of feedback pretty quickly because it's a written medium. People are already either on their phone or on their computer, but they're in a space where they could be typing something to you. And so you tend to get blog comments quickly or you get people tweeting about something or just tweeting at you to share some thought on what you wrote. And with podcasting, it's very different. It feels to me a bit like shooting something into outer space. Like we do this episode, we put a bunch of thought into it, we edit it, we release it, and then we hear comparatively little. Like we might get some tweets from folks, but compared to blogging, it feels like crickets. And so the notes that we get, which over the course of the season, we've gotten, I've been truly floored by the generosity of folks who've reached out and have said lovely things to us or have asked great questions. So this is not a complaint about the volume of traffic, just a comment on sort of the difference between blogging and podcasting that like when you're used to blogging and you're used to getting constant feedback, it's very different to all of a sudden feel like, okay, where is everybody? (laughs) Even though you could see from the download sets that they're there. Oh yeah. And I think for me, that's been a a part of the reason we've done such a push for people to leave reviews because when you're listening to a podcast in your car, you can't always, yeah, let me just like hop into the comments of this blog post or respond on Twitter. But people who leave us reviews, it is a good way for us to see, oh, they really liked this episode. Oh, they really didn't care for this or something. And it helps us understand which content is. It's hard to get analytics on podcasts. And so you do kind of shout into the void (laughs) for a while Mm -hmm. before you find your groove. And so we're so grateful to everyone who has emailed us or tweeted us or who has left a review. And I'd just like to encourage people to keep reaching out to us so we know what you want more of and what is really impacting your lives. That's stuff that we really do listen to and take to heart. And we've gotten some comments over the course of the season that have been a little bit more critical. And other than like one of the early ones that I made fun of, of like, yeah, we like, no, we say like too much. For the most part, it's really helpful. Like one of the notes that we got early on, which I'm not going to name check anybody, but like this person said that she didn't want to hear from a lot of bloggers who she'd heard from before. And my thought was like, okay, that's super good feedback. People feel like they've already heard these stories. But at the same time, if we can talk to somebody like a Kate or a Liz or Aaron Lowry, who's been on a couple times this season, like, 
people where you might hear from them frequently in other spaces, but we could have a different kind of conversation. And these are smart, thoughtful women who think hard about some of these topics and could add something to the conversation. We still want to hear from them, but we want to make sure that we're respecting you, the listener, and aren't bringing you the same conversation you've already heard on another podcast. We're giving you something different or a different perspective. And that also colored how we wanted to form the podcast right from the beginning because we knew we didn't want to do like how to save money at the grocery store because like that post has been written 90 bajillion times and you can Google that easily, right? Or there's always someone who's talking about passive income is amazing on a podcast somewhere. And we were like, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about other things. And so, yeah, deciding, well, we want to talk to new people who haven't always been able to get on the podcast circuit. And if we do have people who have been on the podcast circuit, let's talk to them in new, exciting ways. And just to go back to some of the less than stellar feedback we've gotten, we appreciate that too, honestly. (laughs) Like no one likes to be insulted or anything. And I don't think we've gotten any insulting. People haven't written in and been like, you're a trash. So <laughs> that's good. Oh, oh no, no. There was there was the one. <laughs> Let me pull it up. No, the, uh, the iTunes review where someone oh, wrote yeah. what I consider to be like the most hilarious typo. The review is called, you can go see this if you look us up in iTunes and look at the reviews, which while you're there, it'd be great if you could leave us one or just click on some stars. <laughs> but yeah, the review is called Privilege belch. (laughs) And I think they meant privilege. I forgot. And it's one of these like faux virtue signaling kind of things. I really wanted this podcast to succeed, but the privilege episode really turned me off. The host's enthusiastic embrace of generalizing privilege in quotes, in addition to their incessant fight of the patriarchy in quotes, is really tiresome. Here's an idea. How about encouraging individuals to do their best and succeed without victimizing and generalizing groups? Which makes me feel like You know, I get that there is a half of the population that thinks of privilege that way, that thinks that when we talk about it and try to acknowledge it, that we're trying to make people victims, which I think fundamentally misunderstands the whole thing. But it definitely tells me you person who wrote Belch, you didn't really understand or even listen to that episode. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Okay. So that person was a negative Nancy and (laughs) that's fine. But we've gotten some other things. For example, we've gotten some feedback on some technical stuff. And I would just say, you know, we're a DIY podcast and I didn't have an external mic until we started doing this and had to sit in the closet. So yeah, we're still trying to figure out some audio stuff and hopefully it will just continue to get better and better. I think we've done a good job thus far, but I do want to say I appreciate the technical feedback. I really do. I do just always kind of find it interesting when people choose to write into female-led projects and say, you sound bad or you sound annoying or harsh or something. Because for me, there is always kind of a gendered line to that. We live in a world that says women talk too much or women have vocal fry and that's annoying. Women's voices are ditzy or valley girl-esque, right? I mean, honestly, if you are going to do an impression of someone who you think of as vapid, it's totally going to sound like this, right? You never do it. What is the dude voice equivalent? I don't even know. And so while I, I want to continue to encourage the tech folk out there to tell us how to improve our sound, I also want to ask people, if you're listening to us and all you can think, man, these female voices are so annoying, understand that that is not in a vacuum, that you're getting that because we do live in a patriarchy, because we do live in a world that punishes women for speaking out. And so I just wanted to say that. I think it's just like about examining our own thoughts because the socialization that we all have is really invisible to us. And we have to 
take a big step back and be willing to look at things or ask hard questions of ourselves to see the impact that that stuff has. Like if someone's tempted to send something to us and say, oh, you say like too much, like when was the last time that you wrote to a male podcaster and said that? If you did last week, then cool. Then maybe you are truly like an equal opportunity critic and good for you. But as Kara said, like this is the world we live in. Women are often told to be silent. Like one of my favorite junk food movies, Love Actually, every year that I watch it, I like it less because (laughs) – It's clearly true that the women who are held up as positive in that movie are silent. Colin Firth's love interest, Aurelia, is literally silent. She doesn't speak English until the very, very end. And then like Kara Knightley, who's like kind of obsessed over by the creepy best friend, like she speaks very, very little in that movie. And she's just like loved even though he doesn't know her. Those are examples where just like women are often valued for silence. And so it is worth asking not just about this podcast, not just about us, but like in all instances, if you're if you're inclined to give feedback like that, just to examine that a little bit. Our point with this whole podcast is to make people think. I, wait, I don't want to say that. Our point is to make people think. That sounds really – that sounds awful. We want everyone to be in like thinker pose. Like, yeah. Kind of like Tebow. Oh, God. No, no, no. While you're listening, forehead mm-hmm. on your fist. Do it. And it's interesting and it actually leads me to another – I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Colin? C-A-U-G-H-L-I-N? Um, or- yeah, or Coughlin. Who knows? Coughlin. I'm not sure. Please send another email with your name spelled phonetically so that I know how to say it next time. Congrats um, on having a cool name spelling. Yeah. But she wrote in and she wrote this fabulous email to us that had a lot in it, but she is in a heteronormative relationship and wrote about how oftentimes she does more cooking than her husband who also happens to earn more money. And she said – Cooking is an interest for her. It's a passion and she has more time to do it. And it's kind of a tension for her because cooking, the woman cooking falls along traditional gender lines. And she occasionally feels like a bad feminist because her lifestyle is one where her partner makes more and he's able to, his income is able to help them move towards their financial goals faster. And she feels like I'm not always contributing as much. I thought that was an amazing bit of feedback because that's something I felt so many times, this tension between the facts of my life life are this. And also these gender stereotypes and gender roles are the same thing. And am I a bad feminist because I cook dinner for my husband? No, of course not. But you do feel this like weird guilt tied up in it and you want to be like rah, rah, burning my bra, sisterhood. (laughs) But you're also like, I enjoy making meatloaf (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) And I just really appreciated that feedback because those are the tensions that we've been trying to explore. And those are the realities for so many women in so many walks of life. So I really appreciated that. That was some feedback that really made me think. I love that note. And make that meatloaf if that makes you happy or the tofu loaf or the like soy free nut loaf, like whatever you're into. Yeah, no. And I think we tried to address that kind of thinking pretty early on, like right away with episode two, when we talked to our partners, like we're both women who are strong and feminist. And yet we are both or in my case was um, out earned by partner and and you're out earned by T-Bone, although I know you have big goals for this year and I believe in you. But the goal of this is never to make any of us feel like we're bad feminists. Like any progress we can make is good and helps us all collectively. And we really would just want to have these conversations so that we can all look at things of like, where can we make change in our own lives? Where can we be positive forces for others? And not like, let's critique women who like to cook or women in 
relationships that happen to have chores that break out on traditional gender roles. Like I know they for sure do. Like anything outside the house or anything car, I'm like, "Mm, Mark, that's you. And anything in the house for the most part is me, except for dishes, which he always does and is awesome. That's not because we were like, oh, what are the women jobs and what are the man jobs? Those are just like the things we each wanted to do. Like I care a whole lot more about how clean the bathroom is than I do about whether like there are weeds in the front yard. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's about also just expanding the conversation too. I mean, if one person listens to this and has an experience of, oh, I never thought of that before. I never thought of it that way before. That's awesome. I mean, to me, that is the ultimate goal in so much of my life. I am definitely a person who sees every moment of my life as a teachable moment. (laughs) I mean, we were out last night for T-Bone's birthday and in Texas, there is this phrase, come and take it, which the Texas rebels used when they were fighting Mexico to be like, come and take it, even though it was Mexico's land. And it's just like very, very problematic history, but Texans love it. And you know, the Texan identity is bonkers, y'all. I'm sorry. Sorry, we can get into it another time. But I had this conversation with one of T-Bone's friends where he was like, he couldn't understand why someone would be offended by the come and take it motto, even though part of the thing what? that these rep- these Texans were fighting for was slavery. They were like, we want to own slaves. And I was like, please understand that people looking at this are going to have different experiences because we're not all straight white men. I'm thinking, this is so cool. It fits so well on my beer can, <laughs> which it's on the, the Lone Star beer can now. And anyway, all of this to say that I take any teachable moment I can to say, hey, Let's rethink this. Let's come at this from a different direction. And that's what we do here on the podcast. One of the things that's been most gratifying for me is hearing from people who have been listening but have just shared kind of comments in real life about ways that the podcast has helped them see some things differently. And I think episode three, Emotional Labor, really shines brightly there as being one that that helped a lot of folks think about some things differently or just kind of validate the experience that a lot of women have in life. I don't think we can totally claim credit for that. I think that emotional labor is an idea that is just starting to be known and talked about and to gain traction as a term. And so we just had the good fortune of being able to get Gemma Hartley, who authored really kind of the seminal piece on that, um, onto the show to chat with us. But I think it's clear that that is something that's helped a lot of people have really good conversations or like as we talked about when we brought the boys back on in episode nine. When we had them back on and I kind of shared like Mark didn't even tell me that he really took that episode to heart, but then it became quite clear that he did. And so it made me just really appreciative. And I think having these conversations, like you don't necessarily know when you put this out there or when you first listen to it, what impact it might have. But it's been amazing for me to see this stuff actually breaks through to some folks and especially guys. Like I think that's something that I really hope for is that we do continue to have male listeners because I don't think this is just like an echo chamber for the ladies to rage against the patriarchy. This is about like, how do we change society as a whole? And that has to go beyond just women. I've gotten some really good feedback in in my own personal life, friends texting me. And I just want to take a quick minute here. Shout out to my friend, Amy, who (laughs) I was on the phone with a few weeks ago. And she was saying very nice things about the podcast. And then one of them was, is Tanya hot? She's got a really sexy voice. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Amy. (laughs) She will really appreciate that. So we appreciate all the feedback (laughs) in so many ways. But 
We also got a tweet from Claudia on the emotional labor episode where she said, there's a term for what I've been feeling my whole life. And I think you're so right. I mean, we each read Gemma's article and my soul ascended from my body during (laughs) reading it. I loved it. I was so glad to be able to feature her and to be able to talk about emotional labor. Like I've said before, T-Bone and I have talked about it a lot in our relationship. I talk about it a lot with my friends and try to encourage them to talk to their romantic partners. But it is just another one of those common experiences that putting a name on and shining a light on is able to help people work through and think about and either choose to take action in their lives or choose to say, oh, this is already working well for me. Similarly, we got another quote on episode six, changing the definition of success, where Caitlin tweeted us and said, this episode is like you guys went into my brain and pulled out all the things I've been thinking over the last four months, which is awesome. I love being in your brain, Caitlin. (laughs) Those are my favorite comments of all. They're the best. We've gotten a few emails, similar thoughts of, oh my gosh, I've had these same feelings. I've had these same experiences. And that to me is just, that's where the real power is to say, we're tapping into this common thread throughout people's experiences. And yeah, it's not just women, but something that I'd love to do an episode on next season is toxic masculinity and how that negatively impacts men and non-binary people as well. It's when we talk about the patriarchy, when we talk about these forces that are impacting our lives, it's not just because we're women. It's because these are negative forces influencing all our lives, men, women, non-binary, whatever. We live in a world that has really strict paradigms. And I think there's no problem in pointing those out and saying, these don't work and let's try and change them. And while the impact of those things might disproportionately affect women or non-binary people, it also affects and hurts men. And I think we, in that sense, are here for men and women equally. Like we want to just make the world better. And I think that sounds really lofty. <laughs> I think we're, we're trying to chip away at little tiny bits. We, we have our ambition in check on that. But like having these conversations benefits all of us, not just women, although certainly women stand more to gain from all of it. For sure. And also my ambition is not in check. I am trying to take over the world. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get overwhelmed when I have like 10 unread emails in my inbox. I'm like, oh God, there's so much to do. Maybe, maybe building up to taking over the world is the right plan. <laughs> One of my favorite comments that I got in in real life was from my friend Oliver and former colleague Oliver, who was on our Privilege episode and repping white dudes <laughs> for us. And he said after he listened to episode two, which we decided we're calling T-Bones episode, where we first brought our male partners on and we played interviews that we each did with them. He said hearing that conversation really changed how he thought about money and power dynamics in his own relationship and would forever impact how he talked about money with his wife, which I just thought was like, yes, like this is exactly why we're doing this. And at the same time, it's one of those things where like, even if that's why we're doing it, I sort of didn't think that was possible to achieve at least so quickly, like in season one. And I think there's still so much more to say here. And I also think one of my big feelings coming out of the season is that each of these episodes, I feel like we could do a follow-up show on and have many, many more thoughts. Like with some of them, it feels like we're just scratching the surface or like we're going at one really 
deep angle, but ignoring others just because like we're people, we're, we're focused on certain aspects of it at the time when we record. We're also time limited. We're trying not to keep you in our podcast for four hours a week. We want to respect your time and keep it a little tighter, but there's always so much more that we can say or think about. And still like knowing that even though the episodes are imperfect and they're incomplete conversations, that they're still helping people see things a little bit differently, especially guys like that is amazing. Yeah, it's really wonderful. And again, it goes back to this idea of you put something out in the universe, you're not sure how it's going to be received. And then someone says, not only did I receive it, but it changed the way I'm going to behave. I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream, baby. is next? Great question. And something we are still <laughs> we are still trying to figure out. Uh, we definitely are going to do a season two and that will be released sometime in the late spring. So we wanted to ask everyone to subscribe since we will um, have a little bit of a lull, but if you subscribe, you'll be automatically updated when we release new episodes. Who knows? We might release a bonus episode in the meantime, especially if Oprah announces her candidacy. I mean, <laughs> we're going to need to come you back. You know we will have some things to say. <laughs> so many thoughts, so many feels. I think there's a good chance we'll throw some bonus episodes out there. So if you subscribe, you'll definitely receive them. And you can also follow us on Twitter if you don't already, at Fairer Sense, just to make sure that you get updates on timing of season two and season three. Let's let's be real. We're, we're planning two seasons aspirationally for 2018. So lots more content coming at you. And really, like, please send us thoughts on what you would like to hear. There are so many conversations that we could be having and so many directions we could take this that if there are particular things that you've been thinking about or that are useful for you or where you just want to hear some other women talk about a, a topic, like please throw that at us. We are so open to it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've already started brainstorming a few ideas for season two. So there's lots of really good stuff coming down the pipeline. And I just want to say thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for everyone who has already sent us an email or tweeted at us or texted us, if you know us, IRL. Not only do we love the feedback, but again, we just kind of had this idea, put it out there. And I'm so grateful that everyone kind of came along for the ride. <laughs> oh, gosh, I feel totally the same way. Like, this is, I think... I would say like more on brand for you. Your blog, Bravely, is really about empowering women financially. I would say for, for my blog, it's a bit more off brand. Like I write about financial independence and early retirement, fire community. And that's a very dude heavy space. Although shout out to all the ladies who've been joining it in recent years. It's so great to see on Twitter, like so many more women engaging around financial independence. I love it. But it's still a space that has tended to be dominated by guys. And I don't really delve into big feminist stuff on the blog. And when I do, I get like called out for it. And it's a whole thing. And then I have to clap back at those people. But <laughs> But like doing a feminist money podcast, I think has been a big departure. So I wasn't sure if folks would come along for this. And I'm so touched that so many of you have. So really big, big thank you for being willing to go in a different direction with with both of us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so great. So great. <laughs> and so speaking of brand, something that's kind of goofy, but like I, I will say I'm on brand right at this moment. Um, for Christmas, I got Kara and myself some Ferris and swag. Got us both some big coffee mugs that say it, which you might have seen our pictures of on Twitter. Uh, we'll put them up in the show notes. And 
also got Kara a t-shirt, got Mark a t-shirt also, and got myself a sweatshirt. And then I also made these t-shirts based on our trailer. If you listen to it before we launched episode one, we had the trailer where we talked about being Snowflake AF. So I made Snowflake AF shirts. And um, I'm wearing mine right now. I'm drinking out of my Ferris Sense mug. I'm very on brand. But this is a roundabout way of saying If you guys want some of this swag, we are happy to share the love. We have not assumed that everybody wanted to like rep the fairer sense at all times in your life. But if you do, let us know. Shoot us a tweet. We would be happy to make some of this stuff available. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I didn't even know that's what you were thinking. But I love my fairer sense mug. It's so great. It's big. And I like to start off the day with like a big cup of hot beverage. (laughs) God, I hate that I said that, but I did, and I'm not taking it back. Um, so it's so great. Let us know if you have an interest in a large mug as well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or a t-shirt, or a sweatshirt. We're only going like- to do large mugs. So. <laughs> if you want a small mug, sorry, go elsewhere. <laughs> You monster. Because we are women, damn it, and we deserve a large mug of hot beverage. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, and on that note, (laughs) we thanked you guys for listening. And let me also just say, Kara, thank you. It has been so fun doing this podcast with you. And I think we've both commented to each other, like our blogs are each very solitary projects. And then you do a lot of collaborating locally in Austin with some of your events, but it's still ultimately like your ship and you're steering it. And I think even though we've both felt like this is a really good partnership and we're a good fit working together, it's still an odd thing for us both who are used to working solo to have to work with any partner. And I just so appreciate how great you've been to talk through all this stuff with and to figure things out together. And I'm just really excited to continue this and work up to taking over the world. (laughs) Baby steps to taking over the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, same. So much same. I'm so glad that you reached out to me to do this. I'm so glad that we've been able to bring it to life. And it's been really easy to work with you. And But also, yeah, really interesting to work with anyone (laughs) on a long-term project. Um, I do collaborate with people, but for one-off events, but to show up every week and record and for your patience with my editing, I mean, so great. (laughs) High five, virtual high five. five. And to all of our listeners, stay rad and stay tuned. Stay rad, you guys. Rose Bear, Rope for Free, Fox Cat Games, and Rick and Mary, and